an eargasm of learning and a no-fuss show. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast, where you can learn straightforward topics about branding, digital entrepreneurship, online business, and many more with your charming host, John Santos, along with inspiring entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders worldwide. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast with me, John Santos, and today, we have a very, very, very special guest. I am a fanboy. I, you know, off cam, I've been talking to this guy and I'm just, you know, showing my appreciation because guys, for all our listeners and viewers out there, our special guest for today is a life coach, a motivational speaker, an author. And I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tease you guys. This is a new book, a powerful book. Even though I haven't read it yet, you know, the testimonials, people backing up, promoting this book, not for you guys to buy, but, you know, if you wanna transform your life, this is something, a tool that could help you get there. And the author, my God, <laughs> he is amazing, very humble, full of wisdom. I, I am a follower, I'm a supporter of, of this person, our guest. Whenever he releases content online, he's just an amazing human being. His book is called Energize, Make the Most of Every Moment. So guys, from that line, you know you're in for a treat. Let's all welcome... Our very special guest for today's episode, my friend, Simon Ong. Bro, welcome to the show. Jan, thank you so much for the kind words and brilliant introduction. It is a pleasure to be on your show, and I'm very much looking forward to what we will be exploring. Yes, thank you. I, I've said this off cam, and I'll say it again. Thank you. I know you're very busy, time difference, but you've spent time to be here with us in the show. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you so much. An absolute pleasure, my friend. All right. Let's start this amazing episode. But, you know, I, I know who you are and what you do. But for all our listeners and viewers, you know, th they're, they're interested. I know. Can you give us, you know, a, a, an overview of who you are as a brand and your journey? What influenced you or who influenced you to be in this position of greatness that you are in? My, the floor is yours, my brother. Thank you so much. Well, I'm, I'm going to answer that in two parts. First is sort of a very high-level overview of the journey, and then maybe a couple of people that have influenced me uh, as I progressed through that. So I was born in the United Kingdom to Malaysian Chinese parents, and I was one of only a handful of Asian students in my school. And so because I came from this Asian culture, I had this mistaken belief at the time that success was defined by my job title. Be a banker be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an accountant. And if you achieve one of those occupations, you are deemed to be successful in the eyes of your <clears throat> family and friends. That's a traditional, now, so, traditional belief, right? Yeah. Exactly. Very traditional belief. And it's understandable because those occupations pay well. Uh, those occupations are generally highly regarded. And so I went to university. I studied economics at a at a very prestigious university here in the UK called the London School of Economics. Uh, and then from there, I decided to start in the world of banking. This was back in 2007. So as you can imagine, it was probably one of the worst possible times to start being a year away from the global financial crisis. 
And the company I started with was one <clears throat> called Lehman Brothers, which collapsed into administration just 14 months after I joined. Now, while it was, of course, scary at the time, uh, my future, my hopes, and my dreams being swept away from under my feet, looking back, it was a beautiful blessing in disguise because it kickstarted the longest journey that we <clears throat> as humans make, the inches from our heads to our hearts. Never an easy journey, but the most important and fulfilling that you will ever embark on. And that led me to the great work that I get to do today, which is working with clients to help them see a world of possibilities, to awaken their imagination of what is truly possible so they can live a better story. Delivering keynote talks, motivational talks, at some of the planet's most successful companies, the likes of Salesforce, Google, Canon, DocuSign, and Virgin. And more recently, as you noted in the introduction, Jan, was writing my first book during a period in which the world was in lockdown. Over the last two years, from 2020 to now, I have been in the background uh, writing my first book, detailing some of the principles, the habits, and the insights that have helped me become who I am today. So that's my journey in a nutshell. In terms of people that have influenced me, at the beginning, I would say it was a lot to do with my mum and my dad. My dad taught me the value of hard work. My mum taught me the value of being helpful to others. In fact, on being helpful to others, what I took from that is that our value as a human being is determined by how much more we have given to the world than we have taken from it. Wow. Wow. We're, we're still in the first part and, you know, I, I can see the parts that we can use. I mean, it, it's, it's an amazing story, um, Simon, and I can really see you know the the process your journey in that brief explanation wow i'm just amazed because it's hard you know the people can only see the the top of the iceberg who you are right now but you gave us a glimpse of your story and i don't know maybe it's just me but i can see the the struggles the challenges what, what what let me throw this question first before we dig into the topic what was the greatest challenge you and you encountered before you know when you were starting your sure. journey well the first thing i would say is that i still encounter challenges i i just think that every next level of your life you are always going to experience challenges they'll differ but you will always experience challenges in fact challenges are an inevitable part of life uh, but it is how you approach them and respond to them that determines your trajectory tomorrow so for me one of the greatest early challenges that i faced was when i was 19 years old at 19 i was called to the headmaster's room at school and now the only reason you would be called to the headmaster's from a school <laughs> is if you behaved badly yeah. or you were going to get told off by the headmaster and right. something serious had to be addressed. Mm. And so I remember sitting in the headmaster's office and he spoke to me and he said to me, Simon, I want you to take the rest of the week off work. And I started to wonder why, what I had done. And in the corner of my eye, I saw my dad entering reception oh, man. Uh, <laughs> through the door window. And at that point, I realized 
it was far worse than just bad behavior. <laughs> right. And so the headmaster said to me, <clears throat> I, I want you to take the rest of the week off school uh, because your mum has had an unfortunate accident Oof. and she has slipped into a coma and the hospital staff don't know if she will make it. And so my dad took myself and my brother to the hospital to, to be next to her bedside. And a few days later, she, she passed away. Wow. And so in the weeks after, we were organizing her funeral. I was 19. My mum mm. passed away at the age of 49. Didn't even reach her 50th birthday. Mm. So she didn't see her two sons go to college, right. uh, meet their girlfriends, mm. and, and create the life they've now created. And so for me, that was my first great challenge, was dealing with loss from someone so close at such a young age. And it was during a time in which people couldn't have the confidence or courage to speak about mental health. Right, yeah. Today, across the world, we are in a position in which there are so many resources and we all know as a society how important it is to speak about our mental health. But back then, that wasn't the case. And mm. so it took me years, probably around three or four years until I was fully comfortable uh, talking a lot more about what had happened. So for me, that was the first challenge. The second challenge was when I got to university and I made it into my second year. When I finished my exams in the second year, I remember opening the website to check my grades that summer mm -hmm. after I sat the exams, seeing that I had failed three of the four subjects. Wow. Which basically meant that I had to reset my second year. And so a three-year degree became a four-year degree. Now, Jan, can you imagine what it was like having to come home to tell <laughs> my Chinese father that I'd failed a year at university and had to reset a year? That's a bad feeling. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that, that was a very I, I, I challenging would, moment. I would know because I was there in that situation before. <laughs> that was like the longest travels. Like, ooh. <laughs> totally, totally. It, 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 was, it, it was challenging not just from having to discuss it with him, yeah, but also yeah. the shame that I felt mm. uh, about letting him down, right. letting my family down, letting my friends down. So that was another big challenge mm. that I faced. Uh, and then my most recent greatest challenge has been writing this book energized that we yeah. are that we are touching on in this conversation now i don't mean it is a challenge in the sense i had to write a book because of course when you write right. a book for the first time it is a challenge mm. what made it a great challenge for me was the fact that i i got the deal with penguin yeah a yeah. couple of months after i became a parent for the first time oh so okay. let me just paint the picture so your task is to write a 65,000 word book <laughs> while raising a newborn child in lockdown in which none of your families are around to help support you right. because they are living abroad and you are running a business that has to adapt because the world is now facing its biggest threat from this viral pandemic. Right. And so when you put all of those things together, it made the process of writing a book that much more challenging wow the more you guys need to get a copy of this book <laughs> i I'm, i'm an advocate of you know not just the the end product but the 
process. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the the branding guy, the design guy in me. But you know, the process makes the value of the. The, mm. of the output uh, it's arguable but for me you know the reason why there there's there's things that are expensive is because of the process that it took to make that the people that spend their wisdom their talent you know the, mm. the in everything and for me knowing oh you, the story that you were in that situation while producing this book gave me a picture of how valuable it is so mm-hmm. guys simon is not paying me to promote the book but i'm an i'm a supporter and guys get a copy once it's uh, available out there and by the time we release this episode it is available so guys get a copy connect with him because i'm sure this is just the glimpse of this episode and I'm amazed, and I'm sure you guys are. <laughs> Simon, well, one thing I would sure, sure. Well, one thing I would add to that, Jan, is you know we we we've spoken about challenges, and I've shared some of the challenges I face, and I still do face challenges. Yeah. But uh, I I am of the belief that challenges are essential mm. for our personal growth. You cannot grow without being challenged. In fact, if if you now reflect on the challenges, the setbacks, the failures that you have faced in your lifetime, I guarantee that out of each of them, they will have equipped you with the wisdom, the insight, and the skills to come back stronger. In fact, they will have shaped you into who you are today and the impact that you are having. I agree. I agree. You know, um, it's 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 something natural, right? The, the reason why... Uh, mankind evolves is because of the challenges that is around him and mm. yes uh, the, the brain is is wired to keep you safe to keep you, us safe and and in in the comfort zone but there's a there's a bad thing there because you won't grow you won't you know mm. be be a better version of yourself and in and, and it's not easy it's easy it's easier said than done and you know it's mm. it involves emotion and when that comes into play it messes everything but uh yeah i totally agree with what you're saying and you mentioned you know um while you were saying your story, you mentioned the word how uh, there's a part there, how you react, how you mm-hmm. deal with the situation. May it be, you know, like what you've said, a loss in the family, um, academic or business or even the world, like what we're mm-hmm. experiencing now with this pandemic. Now, having said that, I'm excited to know, and I'm sure our listeners and viewers are excited to know your perspective, your expertise, your advice, man, mm. on healthy ways to handle rejection, connected mm. to challenges. Because not every challenge, you are a winner, and you know that's life. That's that's reality. Mm. You fail, you win some, you lose some. You fail, mm. you fall, you stand. You might take it again, or you know some people step back. So how do you deal with rejection? Healthy ways to handle rejection. The floor is yours, my friend. Sure. Well, two things come to my mind. Uh, The first is gamification of the negative. And the second uh, is to treat every rejection with humility. Uh, And I'll come back to what I mean by that in a second. So on the first approach to that, about gamifying the negative, what we want to do is to make the process fun. 
many of us, when we think about rejection, of course, it's not fun because you're given a no, you're told you're not wanted, you're not needed, um, and they don't want you to be part of their plans. But if you can turn that process into something fun, and we as humans, we love things to be fun. The more fun something is, the more we want to do it. So one trick on how you can gamify the process of rejection is by giving yourself a challenge. We love challenges. So your challenge, for example, could be in the next 90 days to get 50 rejections, five, zero. Your challenge, your mission, if you will, if you wish to accept it, is to get 50 rejections. I love so that. You know, the mission impossible vibe. <laughs> exactly. Your mission if you choose to accept. And mm. so when you've given yourself a game, of getting 50 rejections, what happens is that when you get that first rejection, you do not have time to dwell on that rejection because you're thinking, I've got to go and get that second one, that third one, that fourth one. And here's what happens. As you get the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth, you get better at each proposal that you put out there. And the way this game works is that if you play full out, and you go out there and you get the rejections, what happens is you will never get to 50. Because as you get more and more rejections, you get wiser as to how to put your proposals out there. And so eventually those no's will start turning to yeses. So you might come back to me and say, Simon is coming up to the end of 90 days and I don't think I'm going to hit 50. I might say, tell me why. And you will excitingly say, because I am now on my fifth yes. Whoa, because love you are that. starting to get yeses. So what you're doing here is, again, just extract the concepts. Number one, you are gamifying the negative. And number two, you are giving yourself a challenge so that you're always focused on the next thing rather than dwelling and living in the past. So that's the first approach I would say. Gamify the negative, make it fun, turn it into a challenge. The second Simon, before you jump on the second point, sure. Let me just say, wow. <laughs> no, really, wow. The concept that is involved in that point is like amazing. I was about to say, what if I reach the 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 fiftieth um, challenge, the fiftieth number, and then when when that thought came inside my mind, you said that you will not reach that because mm. by the process, your mind will be transformed already. Wow. So definitely. That's definitely. amazing, and man. Just to, just to share with, with the listeners a practical way of how I still do that now mm. is when I was putting together the endorsement list for the book, I was thinking, let's go out and get as many rejections as I can. Let's aim for people that I would normally think would tell me no the biggest names on the planet. Let's just send out an email message. And I went through my list and went, send, 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 send. And I would just wait to see what happened. And the more I put out there, the greater the chance is that at least a couple of them will come back and say yes. But you've turned it into a game. You've, you've asked yourself, well, how big can I go? How many people can I ask? Uh, and, and let's see what they say. Because actually, the biggest obstacle many of us face it's simply putting ourselves out there, simply showing up, simply sending an email, a message, a voice note, a video, because many are afraid to ask. But if you never even try, the answer is always no. Love that, man. Love that. <laughs> I, 
I can't contain myself. And, you know, if you don't try, let me just support that um, last note there. If, you know, not trying at all is worse than trying and getting rejected, right? At least you, you mm. give it your all and you get rejected. Mm. You, you have a data and you can analyze what went wrong, right? And so you can mm. do it again. But if you didn't do the jump in the first place, now, you know, that could bite you in the long run. That's regret. Mm. That would, you know, I, I had a lot of clients before that dealing with regrets in their life that they never tried it they never did that they never they never did that investment or they that's a very difficult spot to deal with when you know regret and that really robs you your life so i love what you said simon we're ready for the next point i'm so energized (laughs) So, so the second one is having the humility to be an eternal student now here is what i mean by this in a practical sense Many of us, when we get rejected or we get told no, or something does not happen the way we want, we take it too personally. We think that it is a hit to our pride and that is ego speaking. Ego says, why me? Ego says, I should have got that opportunity. Ego says, they don't know what they're missing out on. But if we were to transition our focus away from ego to humility, then what is happening is that we are seeking the lessons from everything and we are learning from every experience rather than giving up after a rejection. In effect, what's happening, Jan, is that we are embracing the mindset of not just an eternal student, but also a scientist. And to a scientist, there is no failure because when a scientist conducts experiments, they're observing, they're reflecting, they're taking down their notes and then they experiment again and again, and again. So what you want to do is you want to see life as a series of experiments. Whenever something doesn't work out, don't think of it as a failure. Don't think of it as a rejection. Just stop, pause, and then write down what went well, what could be better, how could I make it different next time? And if you focus on that, what is happening is that you are putting growth front and center as your focus. And that means each time that you come back, you come back stronger. Wow. That's like knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb, Simon. I'm amazed. I learned a lot. Wow. And that's only two points. Guys, imagine a whole uh, a full version book. <laughs> Simon, so much learning in, in two points. Can, can I add one more? Can I follow up Go with what? Yeah. We can make it free. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, what's your uh, takeaway? You know, a, a takeaway uh, tip for all our listeners and all our viewers that are having. Um, issues or problems or challenges with rejection because you know especially now i always say this that this show this podcast is authentic and we're always basing it by you know what's really happening in in reality and and reality is there's a lot of our brethren out there all over the world suffering from rejection. Maybe, you know, in, in different scales. But still, it's rejection. Rejection from someone they love. Rejection from a business venture. 
rejection in applying for a job or even rejection in in you know household community things like that what is your power tip for them to take away before i share my power tip i'm going to give context to my power tip and that is first of all you must understand that each of us we are simply living in the feeling of our thinking moment to moment to moment our thoughts design and create our reality now what that means in reality is that there is no one reality there is only customized reality so the way you interpret an event would be very different to the way i interpret an event now how is this useful for you in terms of a practical tip well once you know this and once you appreciate it you begin to understand that through our thoughts, we create a reality. So that means at any given point, you can choose a different set of beliefs. And all the beliefs are, are things that are made up by other people. The belief that I had about the educational system was a result of the beliefs my parents had. Uh, a belief that I had about my career was a result of what society believed. And so our beliefs are simply a collection of ideologies that more often than not have been made up by other people. So if that is the case, and we can choose new thoughts, why don't we choose thoughts and beliefs that actually help us rather than limit us? And there is a, there, there is a powerful word that I, that I share in my book called pronoia. Pronoia is the opposite of paranoia. So paranoia is the belief that the world is out to get you, that you are a victim of what is going on. That's why people feel paranoid. They think, oh my God, I am going to be a victim of whatever is going on here. Why is the world out to get me? Uh, I am being marginalized. That's what paranoia is. Pronoia is the belief that the universe is conspiring in your favor. That the, that the world is working for you, not against you. So here is one practical tip that I want you to take away from, uh, from this session. And that is, start living each day with the belief that life is working for you and not against you. And notice how even when somebody wrongs you, even when somebody rejects you, look for the fact that maybe, just maybe, Life is working for you for a reason that you may not know now, but you will come to know in good time. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. Simon, I'm blown away. <laughs> no, because I, I can feel the power and I know that, you know, those values are, are essential tools to really transform people's lives because me myself i i can feel it and i learn a lot and i know mm. you know it it really makes a difference it, it's very easy to just say you know give values for the sake mm. of it but to give value that you know can be beneficial to a lot of people now that's a mm. different kind of level and that's guys for all the listeners and viewers out there Simon is in that zone. He is here to really help out and transform people's lives. Amazing. But thank you so much. <laughs> but Simon, but there's a big but. We are not done yet. All right. You've gave us an overview of your your journey as a brand, as a as a human being, as a business, as an author. 
your backstory. You gave us power tips, knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb, and I love it. <laughs> but we are not done yet. We are now in the part of the show that we will play a game. It's a tradition here. We call it the creative fast talk. I'm going to ask you random questions and you are not allowed to spend much time thinking what the right answer would be. All right? Perfect. So is this a one or the other response or is it like a snappy response here? Well, it, it could be like that, um, depending on the questions. Like, you know, there, there are questions that are quick That's to answer. There are questions that would, you know, uh, make you like what what's happening <laughs> <laughs> let's do it Jan. all let's right do it. all right all right well the purpose of this part of the show is to show a different you know angle of your brand to our listeners and viewers that yes he's an entrepreneur he's a speaker he's an author but yes he is also a human being who sometimes can't know what to say and just laugh right <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly we are all human <laughs> uh, yes 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 all right are you ready my friend Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Very easy. Sun or snow? Sun. All right. Question number two. Structured or chaotic? Structured, definitely. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you will be surprised from, from people that I have on the show. Like the answers were like, wow. <laughs> All right. Next. Love or money? Love. Good. All right. Next. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? For me, it would be dog, just okay. because I think dogs have a fantastic life. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No wrong answer here. <laughs> Next question, Simon. Popcorn and movies or dinner and dancing? Popcorn and movies. Mm, okay, since you answered that, there's a follow-up question. Name your top three movies of all time. Top three movies of all time. Oh, this is a good one because I love film, Jan. I, I love the cinema. My first would definitely be Inception, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan. Love that. Uh, starring Leonardo I love DiCaprio. Christopher Nolan, yeah. Fantastic film. I think for me, that's one of his best works. Yeah. Uh, the second film, I would say, would be The Grand Budapest Hotel mm. uh, by the director Wes Anderson. Love it. Uh, love it. Wes Anderson has a very particular way of making films. Yes, yes. I think the Grand Budapest is, to me, one of the best demonstrations of his work in action. And uh, the third one for me would be another Christopher Nolan film, The Dark Knight. Oh, man. In the series of the Dark Knight trilogy. Wow. C can you see? Can you see that? Yeah, I can, I can see it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that. But and actually, Jan, <laughs> now, now that I'm seeing that in the background, I mm. thought a great, a great sort of bit of insight for your listeners is if you like superhero films, mm. if you like the Marvel films, the DC comic films, yeah. here's one observation that I took from them, which I think is powerful for us supplying our life, mm. is that many of us go through pain in life. If you look at Bruce Wayne, he lost his parents at a young age. He became an orphan. Yeah. That was his pain. The Joker, mm. the enemies of Batman, the enemies in the other Marvel films, they mm. all have gone through some pain. Yet, what differentiates the hero and the villain is their response. The hero will have pain put upon him or her, and he or she will say, because this happened, I am never going to let this happen to someone else. The villain will say, because this happened to me, I am going to take revenge. Right. Very different response to pain, but they both have had 
pain. Love that. I'm having goosebumps right now, man. How did you how did you connect all of those? Like, wow, amazing. And the fact that you use Bruce Wayne as an example, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm a purist, bro. I, I'm a fan of like only Batman. <laughs> But that's why I like Batman too, Jan, because see? he see? has he has no special powers, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he's someone who It's like you and I, except he has money, I guess, which is his closest to a special right. power. Yeah. But yet he is putting his life on the line every day for what he believes is the right thing to do, mm. i.e. justice. Mm. Love that. Love that. Wait for the Robert Pattinson um, Batman that will be released like next <laughs> Looking week. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. N- me too. Well, you see, I, 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 I lost track of the question because you mentioned Batman. Like, Why? <laughs> all right, going back to the question. Um, all right, passenger or driver? Driver. Good. Mountains or the beaches? Beaches. All right, Simon. What are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? I would say spiders. I've been afraid <laughs> of spiders since I was young. I grew up in a house in the suburbs in the mm, uk mm. and because we were surrounded by nature we basically had nature in our house mm. and uh, and so i've always had uh, that that i was afraid of although not as much now because i think when you become a parent and there's a spider that your child is afraid of right. you want to help your child yeah so it's amazing how life transforms your your fears or things you're afraid of because you now have a very different context. Love that. When I was young, I was asking my parents to take away the spider. Now I am the one taking away mm. the spider from my, from my daughter. Yeah, <laughs> love that, love that. All right, next. What is your dream? Well, you talk about, you know, comics and, and, you know, Batman and everything. So I'm going to jump three questions and forward for this one. What is your dream superpower and why? My dream superpower and why? I guess it is to be able to hear what people are thinking <laughs> deep inside the mind. You know, like Professor X. Yeah, in, yeah. I was about X-Men. to say that, yeah. Because there's a lot of people that I, I hear say something on the outside, but I know they're thinking something different. Mm. So I think in order to really understand what someone is going through, to understand their inner thinking, allows me to help them in a far more powerful way. Ooh, but but that's that's difficult power to possess, you know. Charles Xavier, which by the way, Patrick Stewart, I met him uh, in a, a Dubai film festival back in I don't know, twenty twenty something. Uh, I forgot, but yeah, he's just an amazing human being. Um, you know, Charles Xavier is not actually amazed by his powers because you know mm-hmm. you can hear everything well until he controlled it yeah but yeah. you know imagine hearing all the thoughts in millions of people like wow mm-hmm. that's gonna that's like when superman um is is learning about his power he can hear every sound in mm-hmm. the world that's that's that, that's that's gonna push you to be crazy wow so that, totally, that's interesting one thing i were Just, just sticking to this uh, this theme of film, Jan. <laughs> one thing I would counter uh, to what you said is something that Uncle Ben said to Peter Parker: "With great power comes great responsibility." So we have these resources, we have these tools. Mm. How we choose to use mm. it 
uh, will determine how we show up in the world. Wow. You know, Uncle Ben's line is, you know, classic. <laughs> it's a classic. I remember when I was applying for a job, that was that was used. <laughs> that, for me, that, for me, he's, he's, he should be an Avenger. So, <laughs> love that. All right, next question, Simon. What is something always inside your bag when you were a kid? When I was a kid, something that was always inside of my bag, probably food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I always enjoyed eating, so there was probably always food in my bag, uh, right. without a doubt, wherever I was traveling, which was actually a good thing because whenever mm. I got hungry, there's always food in the bag. Good, so good. I would say there was always food in my bag when I was a young kid growing up. All right, since you mentioned that, I'm going to jump again. What is the weirdest food you've tried? The weirdest food I've tried. Mm. If I'm honest, I, I don't try many weird food. That's probably the weirdest. <laughs> when when you travel, right? Food. Whenever you travel, there, there's a yeah. delicacy in a country. Have, have, have you tried one of those? Yeah, I would say the weirdest I've got is is probably chicken feet. That, that's probably the weirdest <laughs> I've got. I know not many people have that, but for me, I actually quite like it. So, so that's probably the weirdest thing I've eaten. I, I generally tend to stay fairly vanilla mm, in terms mm. of like things i try but that's probably the weirdest thing if i had to pick one all right all right okay now this last question can lead into something um serious depending how you take the question although i have something in mind um how, what, what your answer would be all right if you have the power i may be wrong <laughs> if you have the power to bring back someone back from the dead who would it be and why anybody Sure. Well, I think the obvious answer will be my mom. Uh, and that is because she never got the opportunity to see me go to college, uh, to see my wife, to see her grandchild, uh, to see me do something that I love, uh, to see me become a published author, to see me speak on stages. So I think that would be, uh, for me, the obvious choice. Love it. Love it. Um, and I'm sure she is very proud and she loves you so much, Simon. Definitely, definitely. I, I mean, for me, it's a huge driver. I, I mean, when I talk about this in keynotes that I deliver, I said, when you have gone through an experience like that, it well, as you can imagine, teach you many life lessons. But for me, the major life lesson that stood out was two words. Don't wait. Ooh. Don't wait. Now, if we embrace those two words fully, it can become the antidote to regret and the two words that set us on the path to fulfillment. That's how powerful those two words are, don't wait, because I think that so many of us are living in this very tragic circumstance of living as if we're never going to die and then dying having never really lived. Wow. Man, I'm blown away. Thank you for, you know, sharing those wonderful insights, backstories. Are you a fan of like superheroes or a comic or toys or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I love superhero films. Uh, I, to be honest, I love all, all style of films. In fact, more recently, I've got really into the, uh, the Asian cinema again. The last time ah. I was into Asian cinema was back in university. Uh, but more recently, with the rise of like Netflix and, yeah. and all of these streaming services, it's making Asian cinema far more accessible again. Mm. And I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And uh, 
So for me, superhero films are great, uh, especially when they're well done. Mm, yeah. Uh, because <laughs> many superhero films can be very formulaic, right, right. very similar. And so when you've got a really good superhero film done well, uh, for me, it's fantastic. Wow. There you have it, guys. Amazing, amazing, amazing Simon Ong here giving, you know, power tips, knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb, having fun with us. And, you know, we discovered that he's into film, comics, a Batman fan. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, my friend. I know you have, you know, the, the book release, social media accounts, mm. events. Please promote it. The floor is yours. Thank you so much. Well, when I got the opportunity to write a book, as you can imagine, Jan, I was over the moon. I was over the moon to be able to write my first book. And who better to write your first book with than the world's largest publishing house, Penguin? So the name of the book is called Energize. Uh, it is out from 21st of April, 2022. And you can pre-order your copy now from getenergizedbook.com. That's G-E-T-E-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E-B-O-O-K.com. And within the book, what you will find is a little bit more about my journey, uh, but also how when we work on transforming our energy from the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional, we can transform the way we live and the way we work. Wow. Guys, again, connect with Simon. Uh, oh, you, you please promote um, where can they find you? Social media accounts? Um, the, your yeah, website? Sure. So, yeah. You can, my website is simonalexanderong.com. Uh, I am on all the major social media platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. But the two I use the most, if you want to send me a message or connect, is Instagram. My handle is at simonalexanderong.com or LinkedIn. So if you connect with me there, send me a message if you have any questions or thoughts from this uh, session, uh, I will be more than glad to hear them. And there you go, guys. Amazing. Simon Ong, please connect with him. I'm sure he can help you in your journey towards success. My friend, Simon, thank you so much for being an awesome human being. You are a blessing. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much, my friend. Jan, thank you so much for having me on. So grateful. And uh, can't wait to share this with the world. All right. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed, you learned a lot, and you, you had fun with us uh, because Simon here gave us a lot, a lot, a lot of values, laughs, and insights about film life. And he's just amazing. Thank you, guys, for tuning in. Thank you, Simon. Always remember, have a positive outlook in life. Smile. God bless. Thank you for being with us here on the Creative Talk Podcast. I'm your host, John Santos. Don't forget to listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you again, always.